Brad Lachlan Kurt gets the fullback job. Jared Hayne goes to 5'8. Does that give Lachlan a bit of hope for himself? Well, but... mate, he'd have to play a pretty good game, and to be, you know, to be brutally honest, um, you know, wherever his form is, but. Last year, I think they had about nine nine injuries throughout the system. Yeah. You just never know. You know what I mean? You just never, never know. So I asked him in there. He's got an injured ankle, and I asked him if he wanted to play, and his, his reaction was good. Is that what you want to hear from the players? Of course, like... just, you want to hear them. If they don't want to play, I don't want to pick them. You know, and this is one of those games where some blokes don't want to play, and I can live with that. Uh, so he sounded like he wanted to play. Is there any other, uh, just from the Penrith standpoint, guys that uh, injured who might have been available? Michael Jennings, for example? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Tim Grant absolutely would have been a walk in. Um, Luke Lewis. <laughs> shame they picked him for Australia. Yeah, I know. It's, just, it's a shame now, the whole back row they picked for Australia, you know. Like, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's, um, they definitely would have been in those other blokes. Quick one on just for Lady, just for my interest sake, mate. Uh, I'd love to see him play Origin because he's that X Factor where he's certainly off the bench. Well, how, how exciting are you that you've got the chance to actually pick him now after two years of us not sure whether he was a blue or absolutely. a Tongan or whatever? That's great. Um, in every game you need to know you can win I think with him and your team you think you can win you know, regardless so if we can, we can get ourselves in the game especially with him and Jared you can you can win see boys you know you can win You can. they just can do shit that can win games yeah, and uh, you guys travel up tomorrow or is it Tuesday? Wednesday Wednesday yeah, you're so, looking forward to Mudgee mate yeah but no, it's beautiful what a great little city so uh, we've got a nice little going out to see some kids out of Campbelltown on uh, Wednesday at a skills, some skills camp that Brad Drew's organised, and yep. that'll be on the way to Mudgee with busting it up. So, are you looking forward to that? Blue just hanging out with the boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's awesome. <laughs> you miss it, don't you? Yeah, I love it. Love it. And the best way to do it, you know, it's, it's one week, you know, you know they're going to have a go, so you don't have to worry about that. You know they're going to be motivated. Yeah. Quick one, your 18th, 19th men. Um, Laurie said that he didn't narrow it down to five flights, but four players on his bench. Are they definitely the 18th, 19th men? There's no... At the moment, but then... But that's because of injuries, is that right? Lachlan Kurt, if, he, if something happens there, we're most sure you're going to have to go with one of the Cronulla centres, uh, Colin Best or Ben, ben Ronroy. So, yeah. And so, no chip, no thought of, of Jared moving you to pull back during the game? No, unless something's resting out. Thanks for being on my footy show. Cheers. Nicholson here. DC Chapman here. And Matthew here as well. Oh, unscripted and he comes through with the goods. May Duncan's here with Was and DC on Not The Pretty Show 102. Sounds like a radio station really, doesn't it? Sounds very much like a radio station, Was. I think you're trying to creep into my ground there. Well, I was actually going to say, DC, can you give us your best FM voice? No, I can't. <laughs> I don't have no idea how to do a Footy show 102.3. Oh, one of them, okay. Okay, that's fine. Uh, it's the Rep Round Preview. Uh, the boys are all here in, well, two of us in the studio. Mate Duncan just living the life up there in Queensland. 
and we have to talk about eligibility issues. DC. First of all, can I ask him about the weather? You can ask him about the weather. That's <laughs> why I'm sure our listeners just can't how, wait to hear. How's the weather up there, mate? Oh, it's a little bit overcast, a little bit windy at the moment, uh, Dave, but otherwise, yeah, pretty good here in Queensland. We, right. we take overcast in Sydney at the moment because it's uh, been it's, pouring with rain for oh, the last two days. It is drenched out there. Uh, very, very wet. Uh, mate, we have to talk about the Anzac Test coming up on Friday. There's an NYC Origin game on Saturday night at Penrith, and then on Sunday, the City Country uh, for us New South Wales boys, is on in Mudgee. Now, buddy, we've got you on to talk about the Anzac Test, but just quickly, I think it needs to be pointed out to all and sundry that Channel 9 have got the rights to rugby league. Isn't that a good thing, DC? That's a fantastic thing. So um, they're delaying Friday night by an hour and 15 minutes, probably more like an hour and a half, and they're delaying Sunday by an hour. And the two games that we have had to clear, all NRL 4, Channel 9 have decided to show both games on delay. What's your thoughts on that, uh, Matty? Disgraceful, was absolutely terrible. They should be stripped of their rights immediately. I know, I, I'm surprised they've actually gone down this track with them coming up, the rights, but no, nothing short of disgraceful. Uh, but we've got to get stuff in like, you know, the sport in Channel 9 News, and then you've got to go to a current affair, which is just can't see TV. And then we've got um, the, the block. I mean, come on, mate. I mean, in, in the time, I, I never really understood. I could understand the argument with the, the standard scheduling, but now with multi-channel, there is no excuse not to show a game live. Well, I can tell you right now, last week I had to cover the Broncos versus Raiders game, and I couldn't do it on Channel 9. That's all I can say about that, and that was for an official website. So Channel 9, you're doing outstandingly well. Why they can't just show one game on Channel 9, the other game on Gem, swooping around the other way, uh, like obviously afterwards you just show the other game on each station. They still get the ratings as far as I'm aware, and uh, people get to watch whichever game they like. Makes a lot of sense, was a bit like the red button on Foxtel on a Saturday night. Yeah, uh, we have to talk about the Anzac Test and surrounding the Australia New Zealand Anzac Test, DC Chapman, after obviously spending the last week looking at the teams, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a, a bit of an eligibility issue surrounding a player called Jimmy Tamau. Uh, he's been selected in the, uh, on the bench. Jimmy, that's what I call him. Okay, then. God, he's JT. Well known but... as Jimmy when he lived all that time in New South Wales. You know Jimmy? Jimmy. Does anyone know the actual story behind this fella? What, what What's going on? How well, is as, he... as you understand it up there in Queensland, um, Maddie, what's what's the deal surrounding Jimmy Tamau? I don't know. What, what is the go? He he'd come over from New Zealand and went to the Roosters and then popped up at the Cowboys and he's suddenly a New South Welshman. Well, the Roosters thing is something I think everyone is slightly forgetting because... Let's be fair, okay, if we try and establish what the rules are, we're going to spend the next hour trying to figure it out. So, the long and the short of it is, if you play a game as a 15, 16-year-old in a certain regional centre, i.e. Sydney or Brisbane or New Zealand or whatever, you then can become, I guess, property of that state. Okay? You understand that, Yeah, yeah. You can also be property of that state if you are born in that state. Yes. Or if you are in the nationality sense, you could live, I think, three years or more uh, in that country. Is that, is that just about the right deal you got there, Matt? I think you've nailed it was. Okay. Basically, what's happened in the last... Who came up with those rules? The, the, AR, the, or the or International Rugby League, Okay, right, okay. Basically, what's happened in the last, let's say, ten years, particularly... I mean, I guess probably we go back to Brad Thorne and Tony Carroll as the first two that, I guess, were more, the most publicised, Matt. Yeah, they're, they're for indicators. There's a... Tony Carroll was a funny one because it was that 2000 World Cup. That was a bit of a strange yeah. one, but yeah, I, I guess we can go back. So that, that's sort of where it started to be a bit of a... People going, well, why are they playing for New Zealand and for Australia and for Queensland? And there was this big 
And then we had Adrian Lamb as well, who was a Papua New Guinean who would then who would play uh, for Queensland. Brad Thorne, he never did play New, for New Zealand rugby league, though. But he obviously then ended up being an All Black, and I think he still he stopped playing largely, didn't he? Um, yep. But the, the, what we're saying is that's when it sort of started coming around. Everyone's going, well, hang on, are they are they a Kiwi? Are they Queensland? Then we've had issues ago. Um, we've had players from New South Wales do the exact same thing, and basically it got to a point where Greg Inglis was in the wings for the uh, Melbourne Storm, uh, Queensland who had lost, I think, three in a row at that stage, or just about three in a row series. Smart as just went in, convinced him, either way, whether he loved to play or whatever, but it, there was a something happened, basically, that convinced him that even though you're from Bowerville, you should play for Queensland, because he, he he'd grown up from about the age of 15. Is that right, Matt? I, I Actually, I think, and I've read the John Rebo story attached with it, I think he was in New South Wales at the time, and, and this... Details might be a bit sketchy, but yeah. I, I think the Storm had identified him as such a good player, and, and Rebo, being a Queenslander at the time, um, whether he was still involved in the Storm in, in a full capacity or, or was maybe a consultant, said this this kid is is a, a freak. Get him up and play his first senior game for Queensland. I've yeah. heard that story told. Okay, so that's basically what happened. And at that time, New South Wales had Mark Gazzier and Matt Cooper as their centres. Right. They thought life is fantastic. How good are we? We're firing up. It's great. Queensland swooped. Got the barrel real boy. He became, and that became the the real. I think that the the tinderbox of, of this issue blowing up. Fast forward what five did, years. What did they do? I mean, did they just sign him? No, they, they they just said play for Queensland. He said, yeah, I'll play for Queensland, and and basically they picked him in, in Queensland and everything. But what I'm saying is that was the the big issue with it is that he kicked on to be a superstar. Correct, like, correct. Because it, it had been done previously. Kenny Nagas, the yep. boy, played for New South Wales. Yeah, and you go back to people like Peter Sterling, who was born in Toowoomba, etc., etc. So the point is, it's been going on forever. All right. This issue of, of English built it up, and, and everyone just went, "Oh, we should be playing South Wales, Queensland, whatever." Then the last five years, we've had significant incidents. Nathan Fiend's a classic one, where I think it was his grandmother who was, um, I think, twice removed from Kiwi side or somewhere. <laughs> and anyway, he ended up playing for, for New Zealand before he was eligible. And then we get to this situation where all of a sudden, it seems to me, I mean, this is probably a little bit of a South Wales hat on, but there's been some Queenslanders who have been blowing up about it as much as. New Zealanders, mind you, that Queenslander was Ben Iken, so I don't really listen to it. But, <laughs> buddy, we've come to this stage where it seems like New South Wales slash Australia selectors have actually finally, and this is what I think's happened, decided. Well, this is the way the game's been played. We haven't been playing this way as yeah. much as New Zealand and/or Queensland have been in recent times. Let's play dirty, I guess, is the way that everyone else has been doing it. How do you view that attitude change by New South Wales and/or Australia? Do you think it's the right thing? Oh, look, I've got no issues, like, with it. I, you know, with, with Tama, I wouldn't care if he was born in the Opera House. I just don't think <laughs> he, he sh- should... I think he's been selected for Australia so he can play for New South Wales. I don't, I don't care if he does play for New yeah. South Wales, but I don't think he was a deserving of the Australian jumper, and I think they've, they've picked him to guarantee him to play for New South Wales. I, yeah, I can't I argue with that. You with what New South, you know, with him playing for New South Wales at all, all's, all's fair in, in love and state of origin, but I, I feel that it's become political and he's he's probably not deserving of an Australian jumper and they've picked him. And that, that's my issue with the situation. Yep. And isn't that a sad state when we've got to a situation where the head of our game or the, the head people in our game are making political decisions that... Well, just, just, I, just to get representative. Again, I think what needs to be pointed out is this isn't the first time it's happened. Uh, it's, the, it's the fact that this has happened in a situation where, I guess, probably for the first time, Matt, two parties, shall we say, have been affected by it rather than just the one. 
Yeah, I'm not sure where he heading was. As in, I mean, let's be honest, uh, some of the, I mean, not, you're not one of them, but there are, there are Queenslanders who are saying that he, if he was going to play for Australia, he should be playing for Queensland. Um, or it shouldn't be allowed to play for New South Wales is the issue. Um, and then New Zealand are the same deal. Tony Kemp came out and said it was an absolute farce. The point is, and this is what we're trying to really get to with this discussion, is how do we fix this? Yeah, how, how do we get a is system it, or, that works? Or, or let's be honest, is it fixable? Matt? Whatever rule you go with is that, you know, there's going to be loopholes. Like, if you go with the born scenario, you know, where you're born is who you play for. Yeah, a lot of people have moved around work, from, it? you know... But that flat-out doesn't work. The whole state of origin storybooks would be changed around <laughs> with, with yeah. you know, people, you know, Thide, Gillette, Sterling, Julian O'Neill, just to name a few that were born in the opposite state who they played for. So there's always going to be loopholes. It is becoming a bit of a farce. And I think that the thing with, and just to defend a few fellow Queenslanders that have been blowing up about yeah. it, the, the few of the New South Wales people have always been high and mighty in, in saying that, oh, it's ridiculous what Queensland are doing, you know, you can't do that. And now they're doing it. So I, I just think that's kind of what's got a few Queenslanders back up. But I, I'm not agreeing with it totally, but I just think that's kind of where, where the argument's coming from a few Queenslanders, that New South Wales have always been happy to dig at Queensland, but now they're happy to do it themselves. So I, th- I think that's where a bit of the mm. it comes from, who's right and wrong, and that is, a, is a, probably a debate for another night. But yeah. as far as the eligibility, which way you go, oh, look, the 16 is, you know, and, and then there's, there's a question mark over what constitutes senior football, and mm-hmm. uh, it, is, it is messy, and I don't have a solution. Okay, this is why I think in... in I mean, I'm a South Welshman, I'll, I'm, you know, I'm Australian, whatever, I'll, I'll defend that forever. But this is where I think New South Wales have finally got the message. This isn't going to change. These things are going to happen regardless. So instead of getting left behind and missing out on yeah. the players, they've decided, well, we might as well do it as well. Which leads us to the situation where, DC, I'm the firm belief that, you know, what the way it is, it's the way it is. There is really no way... I think the biggest issue, and you touched on the age there, Matt, the biggest issue is that players can be signed before they're 15. I don't yeah, think they should well, be signed. You know. Players are getting signed to, well, I think they call it development contracts yeah. or scholarships now, you know, at, at younger ages. And as a lot of the um, players are getting bigger, as they, you know, they, the, the age that people are locked in and, and moving in a state, yeah. uh, you know, can be, you know... 12 to 13 now. And that's where the Corbin Sims but, issue but you, comes hang up. Hang on, but are you telling me that, that you think that it's okay for the system to to stay that a kid grows is born and raised to the age of 15 mm-hmm. in New South Wales and then just because Queensland see him as a good talent, then they offer him a scholarship to go play in Queensland yep. and therefore you have to become a Queenslander now and play for he Queensland. Can, he can choose to play wherever he likes. I mean, you've seen that. I think this is the why the Corbin Sims, Tarek Sim things is interesting is that uh, Tarek Sims and Corbin Sims and Ashton Sims are all from Gerringong. Yeah. So they grew up. Born and raised. Uh, from what I understand, they've only, they've only Ashton Sims has, play, has represented Fiji. Tarek Sims yeah. is now in the New South Wales squad. Well, about to be in the New South Wales squad from every report yeah. I've seen. Well, he's in the young And listening to Daly on the he, press so. conference uh, when I went out to Penrith on Sunday. And Corbin Sims declared his allegiance to Brisbane because that's where he'd um, played... I think from the age of fifteen when he moved up for the Broncos with Tarek. So, which, but that, but that actually, fits. But that fits because the kid is making, or the the guy, the player is well, making his point. own decision. I feel you like I'm a Queenslander. It. 
therefore I want to play for Queensland. And that's, and that's the, the way yeah. it should happen. Exactly. But, but, but it raises another question, though. What happens if a fella lives in New, in New Zealand, a Maori, let's say, lives in New Zealand till the age of 22, yep. plays for, for the Warriors, then comes to Australia, which has always been his dream to move to Australia, let's just say, mm-hmm. lives here for five years, and then decides that he wants to be an Australian, becomes an Australian citizen. Yep. What's the problem should, with that? should he be allowed to then play for Australia? Absolutely. I think so too. Because but, the, but then uh, how, yeah. do we, how do we... You, then, you, the, then the problem is, becomes... The point is you can't. You can't tell, I don't believe, a player who wants to play for a certain team, if he's gone through, technically, I guess, the right channels. I mean, Nathan Fien missed it by a if, year, if, but he, he's... If you become is, an Australian citizen yeah. or a, a New Zealander citizen, New Zealand citizen is that right? Whatever, yeah. Um, Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> surely that's enough criteria to say I can. I want to now so play for that. What we've established after country. wasting everyone's time for the last fifteen minutes, is <laughs> it effectively comes down to the individual's choice. And no, but they'd have to. It they, does. They, they can't just choose. They'd have to. They'd have to, especially with you know internationals. Like you'd have to. Well, you're saying you you'd can't have choose. to become a citizen. Okay. If I okay. you can't, you can't, you can't you be in Australia. I went up and played for the Cowboys for three years now. Are you saying that I should have to force be, be forcibly played for Queensland if I can't choose? But the point is, too, yeah. you, like, particularly with State of Origin, I feel, is that if if a player doesn't want to play for your state, you don't you don't want to pick them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know. And you heard Fitler before, mate, on our, our interview I had with him on um, Sunday. He doesn't want to pick guys who don't want to play city country. And the same deal should work with New South Wales State of Origin. That's why, in my opinion, you can paint Jimmy Tamau and Nathan Fien and all these guys as the bad guys if you want. But in my opinion, the guys like Matt Cooper and Jamie Lyon who don't want to play any rep football at all, yeah. when they still had plenty to offer. They're the ones that I think I should be getting more bad press than the ones that uh, want to play for a different country. Yeah, I tend to agree, Was yep. Jimmy Tamau is more Australian than Julie Gillard. All right, we need to move on from that uh, that long topic. Uh, we have to go to the. Uh, <laughs> it has been long, hasn't it? Uh, we have to go to the uh, just the preview of the match. Uh, DC, you've uh, had a long time to look at the teams. Uh, I just want to uh, bring us back to you. I think about three, three or four weeks ago, Maddie, we came pretty close with our Australian team, didn't we? We were around the mark was. Um, uh, we had, I think we had most of them there. Cherry Evans might have thrown us a bit. Yeah, I think we had Mateo and Maguire forcing their way in. but And we and I think, if I recall, your bad mail on Jimmy Tamau cost us him as well. Yeah, well, I, I was way off the mark with Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, Queensland agenda, that's what I think it's down to. Um, are there any selections there that you were surprised with? Oh, well, <laughs> Tamau was one. <laughs> um, but overall... Find a change I've gone with Cherry Evans on the bench yeah, yeah. in Gillette at 18th. I would have swapped them around for sure and certain. But uh, otherwise, no, I think that was pretty much as per script. I think it's pretty good. Team. The only one people are saying and complaining about is Darius Boyd saying, look, he hasn't been in form and all this kind of stuff. And yet they want to put Brett Morris in. And as we pointed out three weeks ago, he's been playing fullback. Yeah. So unless he's, like, you can say he's in great form, which he probably is. He is. I'm not denying that. Yes, he's playing very well. Darius Boyd's but been Darius playing. Boyd's, and, he's been playing fullback as well. And, and yeah, but he's, been, I'm saying is, so what's the, like, and he, well, yeah, he's done the job on the wing for Australia before. He was Australia's fullback during the, um... Morris has done the job listen, on, on the wing for... No, he for, hasn't. He's been capped. Yeah, yeah. For, Get the for, for the Dragons. He's done <laughs> yeah, very not well. Not for Australia, he's at the Wales. He's been pretty average, know, He knows how to play the spot. Um, but the point is, Darius Boyd was our fullback at the Four Nations last year when Slater got hurt. He's, 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 he gets he's the job shoot. done. Um, New Zealand side, they've gone with a... The decision of Simon Mannering in the centre makes no sense to me. Yet again, another club is trying to negate the impact of guys like Hodges and Inglison. I just can't see that working for, for New Zealand. Can you, Matt? No, it, 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 they're trying not to get beat by a lot, I think, is only the, the problem. And, uh, yeah, it's very strange. I do like seeing Marshall and Johnson in the halves. I think they'll give Australia some trouble if the forward pack can... 
can hold back what Australia throws at him. David Taylor getting the debut is a good thing to see. But, yeah, Josh Hoffman is in great form, deserves his spot. Sydney Sodder, JC Nightingale is on one wing. Um, Sean Kenny Dow. Ben Matalino. I'm really looking forward to seeing Matalino and Shillington go up against each other. Uh, probably the two of the best ball, uh, prop forward ball carriers going around. Um, this game, I think the start, New Zealand are about eight, eight and a half. Is that right, Matt? I think that's around the mark was. I've seen eight and a half, nine and a half, yeah, depending on where you bet. Yeah, nine and a half here. We it's on uh, one of the websites. And so Australia, thirty four, New Zealand, three thirty five. You got, it, it, I think the home ground factor here is is probably worth a couple of points to the, the Kiwis. It's but the, as we've always seen in uh, Test match rugby league with the old Kiwis, um, they can put a fight up for sixty minutes, but then they fall apart in the last twenty minutes. And uh, you probably don't want to touch the line in that. Uh, but winner DC, who wins? Oh, I, I think the bookies have got around a bit. I'm, I'm going to go Australia by ten. Okay, Maddie. Yeah, this is a game the Aussies just seem to fight too well. I'd love to see a close one. I'd love to see it come down to a, a field goal. But, yeah, I think the Aussies run away and win by 20. No, actually, it'll be a nice close one. Uh, under six points for the uh, Australian team. I'm going to go with 26-24. I reckon we might see some rugby league, hopefully, if the weather holds out in New Zealand. But we need to talk about another thing that is involved this weekend. Um, we'll talk about the NYC in just a second. But, uh, boys, I sent you an email earlier this afternoon with some news about my uh, my allegiance, I guess uh, we, we talk about it. Boys, I'm now a Penrith Panthers member. Are, are you a, a Canberra Raiders member? No, I'm not. So, you, so you're, you're a Panthers member, but not a Raiders member? Correct. And why is this, was? How, what because happened? I saw a tweet today, funnily enough, not from the Panthers Club, but it's a story for another day, uh, saying, uh, if you want to become a Penrith fan, Gus Gould has reduced the last eight or nine home game tickets to, like, season pass in general admission, down to 50 bucks to be a member of the Penrith Panthers. You get a hat, a flag, a key ring, a uh, lanyard, all this whole all bunch yeah, of stuff. The, the general um, pack. The general pack, uh, and <laughs> a like guaranteed general admission to every single home game left in the but year. Now, that, that kind of makes sense, though, doesn't it? Because at the start of the year, it would have been around about $90. 180 180 Yep. Okay, then. For the same package for 12 games, it was 180 bucks, down to 50 and I just sat there and went, hey, I, I don't mind wow. the Panthers. Look, look, look. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Look at that. Yes. Look at that. Yes. Rabbits, look at that. Can you believe it? Hang on. For 12 games, it was 180. 180. Which you've got, now, I mean, now, I, for, which I understand. Eight, for eight games, for eight games, 50. 50. Bucks. How much? 50 bucks. 50 bucks. That's a what good... his general admission to uh, Panther Stadium was normally? Uh, I think it, it worked out the, the, the price for... I think it's about 18 to 20, I think it is, yep. uh, generally. Um, and the a figure that they narrowed it down to within the package before the season started was 18, uh, 15 bucks a game. So you're getting absolute steal. And, boys, I've, I've signed up. Uh, are you guys going to sign up with me? I gave in the nod, Was Did you get the email? I got the email, mate. Are you, are you sign up as well? I'm in. Okay, we're both... I, I don't know if I can do that. Because the theory, and this is what we're doing at DC, oh. and this is this is the whole purpose behind it, buddy. We're not going to go to every game, are we? No, we're not going to go to every we might game. Go to two, we might go to two games maximum. If I've never been to Penrith, and I want to go to Penrith. Okay, well, this is the... 50 bucks, you can become a Penrith. 50 bucks. This is what we're doing. <laughs> and Maddie, Maddie's going to get... As well. Maddie gets zero benefit out of this in terms of attending the game. Here's what we're doing on the footy show. There is people listen to this show... Uh, most of them probably would go to games, but they probably know people that don't go to games or can't afford to go to games. What we're going to do here on Not The Footy Show, I'm going to work, work out, try and work it out with the club, is we're going to put our three tickets, if you, Dave, if you're in with us, 
our three tickets up there for every Panthers home game. If you listen to our show and you know some Penrith fans that haven't had a chance to go to the game, we're going to work it out with a club that you can pick up three general admission tickets at the ground, put our three tickets up, up for you guys to be able to get in, and people can go to the football on us. What happens if we get like a thousand people wanting to go? Well, we can't even offer it to like eight, five games or six games or something. This is what I'm saying. We, I mean, we don't how have do we, many how, listeners anyway. How do, we, so. <laughs> how, do, how do we pick? How do we choose? People nominate them. Oh, we're a competition, I reckon. Yeah, and I think it's fair enough. And, and Maddie's behind they've it. Got so. to, they've got to answer a WD Nicholson question on air. They've got to, you know, you know, one of your, you know, one of your uh, who, 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 who missed the tackle? Who made, who um, made the fifty-third tackle in nineteen thirty-seven? On Dave Brown. Um, right. <laughs> But I, I think it's a, it's got some. It's about giving people a chance to go to the footy that don't get a chance. What do you reckon, Matty? I think it's a great idea, was and then look, hats off to the the Penrith Panthers club. Yeah, um, that's right. More clubs should do it. You know, we want people to get to football. You know, we, that's we talk about expansion and, and all these things like about growing our game. The best way to to grow the game is, is drop prices down and, and get people onto the ground. And I understand them not wanting to do it at the start of the year. I, I totally get that. It's this. It's this period where they're, they're, they're two from seven. Uh, they've got to do something. Then, um, but would you? Again, but would you feel if a you get bit someone off? in now? Oh, of course you would. But why are you a supporter? Yeah, fair enough. If, if, if you, I mean, you know what my views are. On membership. I think they're a little. It's a little bit. Yeah. Over the top about how much of a difference it makes for the club. Okay, from a, from a pre-season standpoint. Um, and I went to told you like last year I was a, a Canberra fan and we went terribly. So I, I got off the. Got <laughs> off the membership just to hope they went well and now. Old Terry Campidi's on his knee, um, but this is—I mean, it, okay, just, it's, just, it's not a financial thing purposely for me, but it was just like it cost. It would, I'll give you an example: it would have cost me ninety bucks, and it cost me ninety bucks now if I wanted to become a member of the Raiders yeah. outside of Canberra, and I would have got admission to one game. We're not—we're not halfway through the season yet. Like, but the, that's the point. So for fifty bucks, I, I encourage all our listeners out there: yeah. look, if you want to um, get along to Penrith, I mean, you've got two games, you spend fifty bucks. It's an outstanding deal. It's an outstanding deal. Uh, you can head it out. I think it's you can probably grab the link on my Twitter account. Uh, it's just at NRL Tweet, and it's one of the, the last fifteen or so tweets. And you can get all the details. I will put it on the links within this podcast article on wnicholson.com. But Matty's in DC. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, we've got at least three tickets, but boys and girls, and we'll try and get um, some of your friends if they want to go to the football, haven't been to the football in a long time, uh, on us on not the free show. So uh, hopefully. You guys can get behind it. Just uh, send us an email via the website um, or on Facebook and just let us know if you've got any uh, Penrith fans or even just football fans who want to go to a game. Can I can I reserve the game when the Dragons play? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. Fantastic. But what about Manly for that? answer you get, question first. Who <laughs> 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 made a tackle in 1937? Um, <laughs> NYC Origin, mate. Uh, it's the first time it's being played. It's been played at Penrith, funnily enough, this Saturday night. Uh, you're a Queenslander. We're New South Welshman. What's the care factor, boys? Oh, uh, Oh, look, I've got some interest in it. Was there's a couple of fellas on, you know, Whitchurch from uh, the Broncos, and who's playing for Redcliffe. I'd be interesting how him going, and, and the other winger for uh, Queensland, Dolphins Junior. So I've got some interest in that regard, but I think it's a whole problem with the, the NYC comp. I, I think it's a good comp, but I, I think the exposure that it gets probably gives some of the players in it that in, inflated kind of. Self-worth, and I, yeah. I think that's where. And I've seen an article. I think Chris Anderson come out saying that reserve grade needs to make a return. I, I just think, um, yeah, we put maybe a bit too much emphasis on this under twenty comp, and, and that's where a few of our problems lie. I think I'm pretty sure we talked about this, mate. The first year, I think you were yeah. on. Um, it, it's it's too much too soon. I, I got the idea, but sustainability. It's just such an issue. I mean, I was watching the Penrith and the Tigers game on 
Sunday, and that was two versus three. And I tried. It just wasn't that interesting. Uh, some of the best players were missing for the I think both sides, but it was just... I, I'd prefer to watch the guys who were next in line for NRL. Yeah, and I, and I think when they went down this avenue, they thought that the, the under-20s would be the next in line. They thought it would be a natural progression. They're not. They're, from, from under-20s players, into they're, the not, top. they're not ready. And but, a lot of those yeah, players won't be... It's not happening. They won't be playing... They've got to, they've got to react accordingly. In, t- in a year. Because, the, yeah, it's it's the reserve grade that, that is the next grade down, yeah. and, and will be because of the nature of the sport. Um, so they've got to have that as the, the backup game on the day. Yeah, I can tell you that this and, game... And go back to the, the where you've got you know, the three games, the under-20s, the reserve grade, and the... And, and I mean, the, going the back to the, the whole idea of this origin concept, I mean, I did I, read a tweet I, that maybe it doesn't count for their origin eligibility, but please, what are the whole reason they made it... Uh, New South yeah, Wales exactly. versus Queensland was for simply this reason. And the other part about it all is, uh, last time I checked, the, the most dominant team in uh, NYC for the last five, three years New is New Zealand, and none of their players are available to play in this game. Who had who made this decision? Because you you no, but hang on, no, but don't, but don't you, rubbish. Make it an all stars game. Make it an all stars game. Because you just pulled out the most talented group of players that you've got, and not just in New Zealand team, in the rest of the teams. Well, what's wrong with doing? I mean, on this weekend, surely you would do the under the under twenties Australia versus the under twenties New Zealand. On this on this weekend, hey, let's do a, that. Let's do an all stars game. Let's mix it together. And on the origin weekends, then do the origin. Well, we're, we're, we're always, there's always an under-19s game, yeah. isn't there? I think. Yeah. Last time I checked, there was. Yeah. It's one of the um, curtain raisers. There's an under-19s game, and, and uh, then the one round is an under-16s, and then I think a, a residence game, and the three, yep. like three of the um, curtain raisers before... Uh, we watched one last year, mate, before the, the Origins. Origins yeah, two. we did too, yeah. It's the Wales one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, it's just, that's the issue, is that you just rule out X amount of quality players from your... Your rosters, and I just don't, I don't get that. But if you are going to Penrith on Saturday night, you will get, you'll get an, a spectacle because there's about six, I think, NRL players turning out for New South Wales. Queensland have resisted that urge, but they do have Tata Moga. There is a Tata Moga signing, sighting. He will be playing Ooh. centres for Queensland. Uh, but we have to look at one last, last thing before you head off, mate. And uh, who's going to win that game, just quickly? Queensland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> predictable. Uh, Caleb Timo, I'm impressed by him, mate. He's, he's not a bad... He's one to watch. That's all right, Caleb. Yep. One yeah, to watch well. for the future. Now, I have to uh, share, we did footy feedback, or the feedback files, where it was two weeks ago when you were here, DC. Yeah. Went through the uh, the most recent uh, iTunes ratings. i got a new rating, everybody. Do you want to read it out to us, um, DC? What, where who, am I reading? Who, what? From here. Who, 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 say what it says, what the rating is, This this who week, said it. Do I have to do it with the, 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 radio, whatever, whatever with the like. radio voice? Whatever you like. This week in the league is better by Jimmy Pop on the, on the 16th of April. Hang on, that is in the way. This week in league is better. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation Point is... What? That doesn't make any sense. There's a podcast called This Week in League, which they do a really good job. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, they're fantastic. Um, and one of their fans, I guess, has come onto our uh, ratings and, and given us one star. They're out of five, by the way. And uh, said that league, and I thought to myself, that's it. This week in league is better. That's a bit harsh, and somebody actually liked it, so that's good to see. Uh, and then I thought, oh, I might as well just click on this guy's uh, name and, yeah, and see what, he, see what he's done. Guys that... No, no, he's not. But he's gone to every other NRL podcast in iTunes and said the exact, the same, exact thing. same thing. So this week in league is better than NRL today. This week in league is better than my untitled podcast. This week in league, this week in league is better than league by the fireplace. This week in league is better than NRL unleashed. This week in league is better than White Line Fever. And then you turn the page, get to us obviously, turn the page, and you get... This week in league is better than 
What the heck's that? Just read that one. That's the review for this week in league. Okay, li- listening to Nate and Glenn is Nate. And, okay, he's like he's like walking in on your roomie's girlfriend in the shower. It's ac- it's accidental, awkward, but deep down you loved every minute of it. There you go. So this guy's on fire. Uh, so if you hey, if you listen to this week in league, you know it's a good show. So congratulations. I to didn't you. know we had so much opposition out there. What? I didn't. I didn't Use know it. Use capitals mate. for names as well, dude. <laughs> this guy's punctuation's terrible. Yeah. So so that's uh, dollar sign, dollar sign, Jimmy Pop, dollar sign, dollar sign. Good on you, champ. Uh, doing well, uh, fighting the good fight. You know, you know, Nick, we haven't thought of him for a while. Yeah, it could have been Nick. Yeah, <laughs> he has. We, we, he's been turfed. Um, no, nah, Nick's. I'm, well, I'm catching up tomorrow. I'm, I'm thinking it might be R. Uh, Nicholson, uh, my brother. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm thinking it might be Russell. Um, yeah, so just thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, so thanks, thanks for. I'm uh, glad he took the time and effort to review. That's that's it, yeah, isn't it? That's true. it. I mean, he, he would have listened to every single of the other podcasts as well. And congratulations to you, Jimmy Pop, our new number one fan. Uh, if you want to listen to those other sh- other shows, we recommend them. But people, uh, no harsh tones on our show at all. If you want to, if you've got time, true that. By all means, go for it, uh, buddy. Uh, we just have to quickly give an update on to Maddie's tipping from last week. Four from eight. What's going on? Went a bit wide on a couple of walls. So I just uh, and they didn't pay off. Yep. Uh, just to give everyone <laughs> DC, <laughs> we we all went favourites and uh, got done by Manly. Uh, just to give everyone an update. Uh, DC's out in front on thirty six from fifty six. Congratulations. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, Nixon second, thirty four from fifty six. Maddie, you and I are on 32. George is on 30. Maria, who went all home teams last week because she's lazy, got 28 from 56. And poor old eyes, 24 from 56. You are oh, correct, yeah. Maddie. Always starts strong and then keeps picking the Raiders. Um, in fried rice, before you go, you're out in front with Nick. Both of you have five from seven. Uh, I've got four from seven with Maria, who's tipping terribly, but she's going well on the rice. And then George and DC, three from seven on the fried rice. Maddie Duncan, great having you on the show as always. Uh, are you guys talking any Anzac test this week on Sports Fever? No, no Anzac tests. No room this week. Well, there's plenty else going on in local sport, unfortunately, this week. So, um, unfortunately. A bit of local netball and horse racing, and uh, uh, there's a big uh, soccer grand final up here on the weekend. Now, you guys don't um, uh, have a podcast on iTunes, do you? No, no. Because if you did, Jimmy Pop would have to go on there and, <laughs> and tell you that this week in league is better. I'd Thanks. love to get him on our show on on, uh, on the podcast next week, though. Can we can we put the shout out to get him on the show? Jimmy Pop, mate, we'll send you the football. We'll send you the Jimmy Pop will be the first person we send to Penrith to go see the. I was going to say, yeah, give him one of the tickets. Give him one of the tickets. All right, mate, Duncan. Thanks for being with us, and we'll speak to you next week on Not the Footy Show. Love your work, boys. See you, mate. It's also my honour to announce that the captain and vice captain of the team have both been appointed by the commission. Taking over the reins from the great Darren Lockyer as captain of the 2012 Kangaroos is Cameron Smith. And Cameron's vice-captain for the Kangaroos side in Auckland is Paul Gallant. On behalf of the Commission, I offer Cameron and Paul our sincere congratulations. Let me now hand over to Coach Tim Sheens for a few comments and then we'll open it up to questions. Well, I think this side speaks for itself, so I'll, I'll just sit here and answer any questions that might be asked, guys. Tim, James Tannow, is probably my favourite publicist in the street. Um, he pays for his selection. Well, on form, uh, with his selection, as far as his, the criteria of his availability, that was, that was handled by, by um, the Commission, and he's eligible to play for Australia. He wants to play for Australia, so... Uh, with many other players who have done the same thing, um, he was selected, but he's selected on form. Did you talk to him about his design? Uh, not been personal enough. Tony Kemp said probably the day he got picked in his team would be a joke. Was that too, too hard? 
But look, I'm like a, you know, I could, I could, I could throw things into the room. Like I think it's, it's a, an honour to be selected to play for Australia, as it is to play for New Zealand, and I don't think that uh, we need to get into a slanging match about it. Expecting a weaker flag though in Auckland from the. What about that uh, Look, I don't know what to expect. My job is to get the side ready to play. That's all I'll be concentrating on, guys. So, um, you know, uh, it's a talking point in New Zealand, let it be so. But um, the lad's made his decision. That's what he wants to do, as many other lads have done, is respect to play for New Zealand or play for Australia or go the other way. And um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's obviously an issue for... For the players to make a decision, and same with Queensland and New South Wales, but they make that decision based on the criteria. If you answer the, if you are eligible through the criteria, I believe, then you shouldn't have that choice. Is Benji aware of the legislation? What's his reaction? No, no, he's not. Can you understand? People, people like people, using the Kiwis Australia last year, only about a month ago. Now he's playing for Australia. Most of people want to know. Well, look, people make comments anyway. My job as coach is to get to get the team, including him, as every time to get the, in two days preparation to get ready to play. So, guys, I, I'm not wanting to get any further down the track with that, other than the fact that, as I said, his criteria, he passed the criteria, and he's made that decision himself. So, um, you know, that's his call. Yeah, and to give Tim a bit of a hand here, his job's to coach the site, the criteria firmly established by the Commission, and James has been picked according to those criteria. What do you think of That's what I think of it. You know, we pick the side that's the best side based on the criteria and the players we've got available. What's one rather the biggest headache leading, leading up to the selection of the team? Oh, it was one, yes. Um, but uh, there's a lot of established boys there, Gallon and Shillington in particular for me. And, um, uh, you know, young Scott was unavailable from the, from the uh, Cowboys. So there's a debutant and, uh, you know, uh, and good luck to him. But that, that squad is basically around the squad I've used for the last few years. They've never let Australia down, and they've never certainly let me down. So, you know, I think uh, it's a very strong squad, and I'm very pleased with it. Did Hodges form just demand this election over your own thoughts? I would think so. Yeah, he wasn't available last year. There are some players that were incumbents, and it's tougher for the boys who played last year in the Four Nations and it. But there were guys unavailable through injury or issues at the end of last season. And you know, again, the Australian side's basically picked on form. I know there's always an exception to that rule in some cases with, with key players that have been there, done that for some time. Uh, however, uh, I think you've pretty much got to play your way out of an Australian squad. You know, and, and a lot of those guys have been incumbents for some time. Justin, I'm talking about in particular. Is Luke Lewis's form at lock this year for the Tampa the reason for Gallon's playing? Oh, look, that's part of it. But I think Gallon has proven as a front rower for uh, Australia last year. In the final last year, he played all by five minutes in the final. as. Um, I, I take that back. I started him at 13 for 10 minutes and then moved him up front. Um, Ricky will, I'm sure, be looking at him as a front rower and his own club does the same. So he's as good a front rower as playing. So, and, and have Luke Ben been able to fill in at 13 is a bonus for us. John, I think we all expected Cameron to be the captain. Oh, the, yeah, I think you're right. I think Cameron was a logical opportunity for captain and he certainly deserves that captaincy he's earned his way there but I, I also draw your attention to the fact that we've named a vice captain which hasn't been the norm as I understand in the last few years and we think that that's really key to have a, voice, a vice captain and Paul Gallen in his appointment as vice captain that's an honour for him and one that we would you know we, we believe and understand he'll value greatly so that's the way that we've picked the team and it's a great team as Tim's saying with great leadership you know you've got the 
two of the key representatives out of this game and for their clubs playing as captain and vice captain together in a side which is a great side. So delightful outcome, really. Why did you do that? Why did you choose vice captain? Well, it's interesting because there's, and I'm, I'm going on what I've been told here, but I'd always assumed there'd been a vice captain of the Australian side. It's only been the last four or five years that there hasn't been. And I think for all the good reasons that you need to have deputies to, to help uh, captains and to help coaches, um, that's the reason why you have a vice captain. It's about leadership. A lot of this, a lot of um, things that happen in a representative side at this level is about leadership, and leadership needs to come from inspirational players, and it needs to be more than one. Clearly, it's a, it's a, as a coach would say, there's a lot, lot of players in that team who are leaders in their own clubs, but at the international level, you need to have that leadership, and we've got two great ones. Jim Daly seems to be that now halfback. Have you, are you confident he can build that utility role? I think so, yeah. yeah. Luke Lewis is also utility. Um, if, if we're going to use an outside back, it'll probably be Luke. But around the halves, hooker area, it'll be Daly. I think everyone says Dave Taylor is a big impact guy on the bench, but starting the starting team, is that a testament to the way he's been playing with the Ravenhoods? Yeah, there's, there's an element of that, but I think uh, the Cougars are going to start with a very big, strong side, and I think we've got to answer that and certainly uh, make their edges uh, worry a little bit with the size. And Sammy's game and um, and Dave, I think, will offer that game. Our halves play the sort of game where they like lead runners, big lead runners. Both halves play that game in their club, so selected and start. And I, I believe sometimes big men like him is better starting. Warm up and start rather than warm up, get cold on the bench, particularly at, uh, in New Zealand, I'm sure it will be cold. So uh, better off getting him heated up and getting him out on the field. I think we can adjust. The 12 minute interchange also, which is the international rule, um, that allows me a bit of replacement for, for back row. Normally I like my back rows to play 80 minutes, but uh, in this case, um, uh, I can get away with him for an interchange. Ben, ben Hannah, the Last year, that his form did drop off. Have you been a lot of the players? I have been. You know, '90 was excellent for us in the Four Nations in England, and was a starting prop. Um, and uh, I don't know what it was, whether it was you know moving to Canterbury or moving back home then, and all the issues he had, a few issues in life, some injury as well, I believe. So you know, everyone has that sort of flat period, but he's certainly been uh, one of the leaders in what has been a very good start for the Brisbane side. And again, based on his previous form, uh, he's been picked. That'll be the challenge um, to get uh, to get a six, two sevens to play together. But Jonathan has played a lot of six right through his career. Um, but technically, they don't play any different. You know, it's still both boys will dominate their side of the field. Both will get an opportunity to play the other side of the field. Um, you can see with Darren, uh, when Darren retired, Darren often played first and second receiver for the Broncos. And, um, but now you see with him out that the Broncos have adjusted. Uh, and I think we can adjust the Australian side without Darren Lockyer as well. With the, with the two boys have actually had a little bit of footy together in 09. All their friends, I think it was. But uh, they experimented with that and they handled it pretty well. Jim, how close was Pedro Oh, look, I'm, it's not for me to say how close anyone was or wasn't. That's the side pick. And there were obviously a lot of players considered. So it'd be unfair on me to say, you know, you know in respect to you know, what was discussed or what wasn't discussed. But all I can say is that I, I'm very pleased with that side. Yeah. After 11 came from nowhere last year, does it remind you of anyone? 
Well, running the ball is a bit of Bradley Clyde in him, uh, the, the, the type of running style, and he's a big lump of a lad too, and knows his way to the trot line. Um, he would have been considered strong, he was considered strong in last year's tour, but uh, which would have been good for the younger ones to get on the 24-man tour. Unfortunately, he was injured and had surgery, I believe, so it um, was unavailable, but um, certainly started the year on fire, playing very well. Uh, Broncos are playing well and as a Melbourne, and of course, you've got plenty of representatives accordingly. Well, they're two, uh, cut from the same tree, aren't they, the two boys? Um, so they're going to they're gonna worry us. They've got speed and the halves. Uh, New Zealand always worried Australia with Stacey Jones playing, a good halfback, and um, uh, this kid's got that original over him. The Warriors have played well off the back of him. Uh, he's unlucky not to tour with them last year again because of surgery. Um, we always knew the Australians like to discuss it, but with someone like Darren going out and then bringing young Johnson in, that it was going to be a challenge for Australia to continue to dominate. So it's going to be a test for us. Okay, there he was, Matty Duncan. We're going to talk to Maria Cialis in about 30 seconds. Uh, DC, you've got 30 seconds to fill. Are we, am I allowed to talk about the Immortals? Nah, save it for a show when we've actually got nothing to speak about. Okay. What, what else was I going to talk about this weekend was? Remind me what I was going to... Uh, yeah, all of it. I, I turfed it all because it wasn't any good. Um, oh, I turn it up. <laughs> we're talking about City Country in just a few seconds with Maria Cialis. So uh, strap yourselves in, boys and girls. Throw me a freaking bone here. I'm the boss. Need the info. Are we, are we going to give out who we think is going to win City Country? Yeah, when we talk to her about the game. Okay, all right. Let's do it. That's how the, that's how the run sheet works, dude. You, you read what it says. As in what's going to be next. Okay. City Country Preview. My, yeah, this is true. Oh, she's not oh. answering. Uh-oh. Issues. Maria. Hello. Hello, Maria. How are you? Good, how are you? Uh, uh, you, weren't, you weren't answering your phone. We thought you had a hot, hot date, did it? Sorry, it was, uh, it was on silent. My bad. Oh, that's all right. Because uh, I understand that um, a certain special evening was turfed just to be on Not The Footy Show with us. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just been postponed, so okay. you'll miss me one of these weeks. Uh, okay, we will, we will. I think we missed you last week as well, and uh, ratings just went shoo, through the roof. Um, <laughs> wow. City Country is on this uh, Sunday afternoon. We've already talked about with Matt the fact that we won't be able to watch it live, which is always fun. Maria, will you be heading out to Mudgee to take in the, the magical game? Um, no, I won't be. But I will be watching it on television on delay, unless I decide to find out the score earlier, which will probably happen. Well, that's an interesting question. Would you do you like that? Do you take the opportunity to find scores out instead of watching the match if it's about to be shown? Um, sorry, sorry, what was that? <laughs> Dave, do you understand what I said? <laughs> I understand exactly what you said because I'm a bloke. But <laughs> but but oh, he's saying that. He, there are some people that if, if the game's not live on TV... But it's about to be shown, I'm talking but it, about... But, but it will be shown like an hour later, but they can't, oh, handle, yeah, yeah. they can't handle not finding out the score off the radio or the internet. Are you one of those people that has to find the score out? Oh, or? I'm absolutely one of those people, yes. And then um, once I know it, I generally lose interest and I won't watch it. F- funny, how see, that, I, funny how that works, really. But see, I, I, I've disciplined myself enough, yeah. you children, I, to, I, to, to I, make sure that I don't I, get I don't online. Do I, I, I'm, I, you know oh. me. I, I, I'm not talking to one of the guys I work with because last Friday night we're watching... <laughs> You're not talking to I'm me. I'm not talking to him anymore. He's, <laughs> not, he's on my list. Okay, I'm, I'm covering the... Do you have a list? I've got a, oh, mate, you careful. I'm you a, She's already on I didn't know. Um, but we, we covered... He covered the Knights and St. George game. 
on right. TV, and I yes. had to cover the um, Canberra Brisbane oh, game. Did he send you an SMS? On another means. Anyway, we had to discuss like through the games and if things were working, or whatever. And I said to him before the match, I said, "Mate, look, I'm going to try." So there's no guarantee if I'm going to be able to do it, but I'm going to try and avoid the result of the other game. Watch the replay at 11 o'clock after I finish work. Easy yes. as you like. Yes. Going great guns. We get to the, get halfway through the game, no dramas at all. Okay. Yes. He's been very good. We're just talking jovially. Get to the end of the match, and he goes, "Oh." Lucky I didn't post what I was about to post. I was going to ask you about the headline. And this guy's got a history of writing grind in every headline. Like, uh, it's, it's, so, the, so he gave it away. So he's basically given away it was a close game and no, no points were scored. So I, And you know me, everybody. Like, I, I analyse everything. Yeah, you, anyway. you can't. So I've analyze. told him, I've told him, you be quiet. No more. No more. Otherwise, on the list. On the list. And then we get through. I'm, I'm writing the Terry Campisi story about his knee and stuff. And uh, I get another message and it says... Oh, you should have heard the press conference. Somebody got some guy asked Bennett if he missed uh, uh, if he was really missing Jared Mullen for the last two weeks, but he meant Gidley. <laughs> Translation: He just uh, told me that Newcastle yeah. lost the match. Yeah. So he is on my list. Adrian McMurray, you know who you are, um, and uh, I'll never speak to him again. Speaking of people on people's lists, Danny Baderas was on this country list on Sunday night, Maria. Uh, uh-huh. Within twenty four hours, he certainly wasn't. What's your take on the whole Danny Baderas situation? Actually, the opposite probably no. should have happened. Someone sure. should have to- someone should have told country that Danny Baderas was in uh, Adelaide because when we oh, spoke we tried, yeah. when we spoke to da- Laurie Daly in the press conference after Sunday, you could tell Daly was under the impression that Baderas probably wouldn't play. You could you could pick that up, but he hadn't told them that no, he was in Adelaide or wherever he was. He didn't okay. know, and that was you know quite disappointing to hear because one of the questions I asked him, and you'll hear it in the podcast, everyone is. Was the Hinchcliffe Baderas combination something that Ricky Stewart really wanted to try out? Because there was no guarantee that Kirk Gidley was going to be available for Origin One, so that was probably the big thing that the country were trying to do on behalf of Ricky Stewart was to get a look at Hinchcliffe Baderas play together, and that was why he got picked. Now the issue that I've got with it is who actually sent Danny Baderas to uh, Adelaide? Did uh, Wayne get in the phone and, and book book it with travel the travel agent and say, uh, "Oh, that's a good point." And he's put him on put him on Tinkle's jet uh, right after the game yeah. on Friday and uh, said, "Go enjoy, uh, get away from the everyday in, in beautiful Adelaide." Can you just imagine Wayne Bennett hovering over you know a, a MacBook? Yeah, where can I send, where can I send him? Where, where where doesn't have phone reception? Oh, Adelaide. Let's just put him there. Um, yeah, that's the situation with him. And and out out of this, Maria and, and everyone knows what my views are on certain players and, and the rest of it. <laughs> but it was specifically asked of Laurie Daly, and you can hear the audio after I've, we've chatted to Maria, about Jamie Soward and Michael Ennis. Mm-hmm. Why weren't they picked? Laurie Daly was clear as daylight. Yeah. They were picked. They weren't picked because other players were playing better. Yeah. Now, 24 hours later, Michael Ennis has got an injury and he's not available for Canterbury. It wasn't available for City for Country Origin. Yeah. The frustrating thing I've got here is. I mean, I understand why the club does it. Um, my frustration with it is, do we have to go down the, the, the route of trying to pull the wool over people's eyes or just say that, Michael, you've still got two weeks to prove yourself if you 
if you're good enough in the next couple of weeks. To, to, to bring up the, the, the injury, I don't know. I didn't enjoy it, but at the same time, from my personal selfish point of view, I'm, I'm kind of glad that Sauer and Ennis aren't evidently in the origin mix. What's your take on, on a club bringing up the injury? That I, I think he has, but using that as the reason he wasn't picked. Um, I don't know. I, I know what you mean. It's the same thing, the same thing with Badiris, who yeah. has an Achilles injury, yep. doesn't he? Um, but <laughs> Apparently. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, I feel like people consume so much rugby league media these days that they're not stupid enough to actually buy that up. Well, that's, they, know, they, keep, yeah. they, they do keep buying the Telegraph, so I'm not <laughs> entirely sure about the collective consciousness. But it is a good point. Do you think that Ennis and Sauer would have done for Origin 1? Yeah, absolutely. Dave? Forget them. It's yeah, yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, if they didn't get picked, it's it's a pretty good indication. Um, it's, I mean, I, the flip side of that is, do you think it's a step forward by New South Wales? Oh, this is, but this has been the same topic for New South Wales for the last six years when they keep chopping and changing, but forced to chop and change by the lack of what do you call it, quality football. That that that. that, that well, this is the discussion we had last week. It's just every every Queenslander seems to play consistently well. Mm-hmm. For yeah. for half a decade, and every New South Welshman seems to have a, a, a oh, you know a good patch and then fall away. Yeah, and it's just I mean it pretty much points out that New, New South Wales doesn't deserve to win. I mean, Maria, we'll, we'll we will chat about this probably in about a week or two, just after the Anzac Day period. But you know, if you had to pick your six, seven, nine for New South Wales, who would it be? Um, mine would probably be Peter Wallace, um, Todd Carney, and Michael Ennis. Dave? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I've stunned you both. Can I just, can I just go yep. on a bit of a rant here? Go, rant, oh, rant please. away. That's what we're after here on the footy show. Because I'm biting my tongue. And I'm eating the Manzac biscuit. They say that New, New South Welsh men and women are passionate. Oh. Okay, but, okay, so Ricky Stewart wants to take a one-fit fullback, who's Jared Hayne. Yep. Play him in a position where there are four other talented people, very talented people, who could play it, then play somebody else out of position at fullback, somebody else out of position on the wing, and play, like, a 40-year-old hooker who's going to retire in a year because... Because why? Like, I, I don't understand. And I'll tell you what, if Jared Hayne gets picked at 5'8", I'm going to take my jersey to Rugby League Central and dump it on the front doorstep. I can understand um, that. I've got to admit, Maria, you know, we haven't come to come to blows on the show before. <laughs> but that... That's one of those. That's one of those things that give the Queenslanders uh, ammunition for saying we don't have passion. Because I think that's the wrong kind of passion. If you're willing to give up on the state oh. because they're not picking a player, I mean, I've still maintained that New South Wales. I picked them says, last year to win. Says, listen, listen, says listen, he listen. Who is a Canberra fan, but no, no, bad mouths them every week. Listen, just listen for a second. I just want to explain for one thing. Fa- that is your very definition. Well, this is the point. This is the point that I'm trying to make. I've stood by and watched Peter Wallace. Jamie Soward, Michael Ennis, all these nif-nuffs play for New South Wales and still believed in the heart of hearts that we're going to come close, that we, that we could win the games. And I'm never going to give up on New South Wales. I, I can't... I agree, I agree with you totally about the whole picking Jared Hayne at 5'8". That doesn't make any sense. But does that mean I still won't support New South Wales? Not a chance. That's the thing... I'm still going to support New South Wales, but she's, I, I'm paying... I pay ridiculous amounts of money to support them. And they're giving me nothing. Every yeah. year they give me nothing. Every well, year they make these stupid hang on. decisions. But they did. They did give us plenty. We, we have enjoyed. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're not that young, 
You did enjoy. Yeah, the, I'm pretty. You, did, you didn't. Yeah, you are. You did enjoy <laughs> the um, the three in a row we won it just a, like what half a dozen years ago. You did enjoy that, didn't you? saying is don't put that jersey at rugby league central all right don't do it withdraw withdraw that it's a bit harsh all right um because remember okay but then what i wouldn't i wouldn't have i wouldn't have a new south wales jersey left in my house if i went down that route with michael ennis getting the job at new south wales so what what should you do instead was i what's what's the appropriate action hope that ricky stewart's article the other week about he's realized that he actually had to score points to beat queensland is actually the facts, and it wasn't a ghostwriter and, who just and, and was we sick al- of it as well. And that wasn't you, Maria, just saying he was sick of no points. And are we allowed to badmouth them on, on Not The Footy Show, or should we come on here and say that they're fantastic? Hey, oh, mate, I've been bagging... Heck, this Josh, is what I'm mate, saying. Josh McCrone's playing this country is... origin for crying out loud. This is what I'm I saying. I mean, I'm surprised no one's brought it up yet. Nate Duncan missed a golden opportunity. But the point is, I'm still going to go for country this week. I'm a city man, by the way. Yeah, uh, we, and we grew up, we, and this is this, on the whole, on the whole, you know, eligibility thing. Where you, where were you, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Oh, I was well, I was born down at St George Hospital, but I grew oh, up. In that since, case, I can't talk to you. Since the age of three, I've been in Goldstone. Yeah, and I've but lived I've always, around that corner from you. Yeah, exactly. And I consider myself a country boy. Yeah, and, and I, 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 I consider myself boy. growing up in Sydney. Which Going is back city, to the whole so eligibility I, thing, it's anyway. The point yeah. is, we love our teams. We don't like certain players, but the fact is, our team is always going to be there. The players are going to come and go, and let's just hope that when Ricky Stewart settles on his lineup, it's a better one than it was last year that had no points in them. Anywho, let's uh, just give a, a tip for this game. City Origin have gone with a more, I think, attacking spine, but the rest of their team's pretty average, whereas Country have got a pretty awesome forward pack. Who wins, Maria? Oh, Country will win by a mile. City are struggling. For God's sake, Mitchell Allgood came into the team the other day. Corey Payne, that the flick pass king yeah. is in there as well. Oh, I love Corey Payne. Corey Payne is not the starting second row up for Canterbury. Yeah. But he's the starting second row up for City. Felipe Mateo, great to see him there, as Freddie said earlier. Yeah, Robbie Farrow is still, I reckon, in doubt of playing. He's, he was in Disneyland on Sunday. Um, and, of course, I think the, I said his name. I know you said his name. And that goes back to the whole eligibility thing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was just thinking. He's, he's, a, he's a New South Welshman, mate. Is he? Except it. Fleeting Mateo we're talking about. Um, Mitchell Pearce has to play well in this game, otherwise he will not be half-back for New South Wales. I'll call it there. Well, I've heard, um, I've heard actually that um, Peter Wallace and Mitchell Pearce will be the hardest pairing. Not going to happen. Not going to happen! No, not going to happen! <laughs> that, 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 that's what people are leaning towards now. That's what I've heard. Which, which again brings Please. you back to what you said, Maria, about Please. Payne playing 5-8. What's the point? Anyway, um, Dave, who's your win? Who wins? Who wins? Oh, country, country? country wins this. Um, I'm, I'm going for City, but Country I, wins. I, I'm, I'm going to say City will win the match based on the quality in their um, six and their nine. Uh, but wow. I, I, I love Country, so I want them to win. What are you talking to me about? Where's Where's Foreign from? New Zealand, mate. But he's got a hamstring. Anyway, we have well, to move on to, to uh, the impact that it has on a country town. Have you ever been to any of the country towns while you've been with Big League, Maria? Yeah, because um, last year, Dave, we spoke to the guy from Albury who was in charge of one of the pubs. Um, oh, I remember that, yeah. yeah and uh, that was a, I, I really enjoyed having a chat with him. And, and if I recall, I asked him, he was a Manly fan, and I asked him after about round seven, I said, 
Do you reckon Manly can win the company? He said no chance. <laughs> they, they, he said those halves have got no, no experience. They're just gonna they're gonna turn it up come finals time. And he he knew what he's. I think his brother had played for Manly as well. Oh wow! Uh, he was a Manly boy through and through, and he got it wrong. Um, but that was he. He really said that it made a difference into that town in the, in the six months leading up. It makes an impact, and from everything I've heard in the last three days, Mudgee's loving it. Mudgee's getting yeah, on it, and this yeah. is the one reason why idiots like the the great redhead head, as in his head. Are, are you wanting his name? Or are you no, I'm, I'm leaving his name. Right. He's got a very red face, um, and he doesn't commentate on Channel Nine. It's the other one. Um, oh. But he says this game should be gone because it's pointless. It is not pointless if you ask anybody who's had this game at their local local sports yeah. ground, their local community. This is why it has to stay. Um, and the sooner that the people who write this stuff to sell papers get it through their heads, the better, and they can get behind the games, and that will still sell papers, everybody. Do you know what would be nice, actually? Um, if, if this game does have to go according to whomever, um, what they were talking about was an NRL round, an NRL country round, so taking all eight games yeah. out to regional areas. I don't, um, I don't like doing it in one, one round. I think I think every team should try and take one or two of their games to the country area. Which brings us up. But don't do yeah, it on the yeah. one round. Brings us up to what happened to the Pride Roosters last round. Oh, yeah. Took the game to Darwin. Now they're copying it massively. Mind you, they didn't cop, the, but it cop was, it before they lost it was by a 40 good points. Idea. Great idea. Fantastic. Fantastic idea. Um, they probably still got smashed by the Cowboys and they would have had less people turn up at the SFS. So, <laughs> Do we know? What was the official crowd attendance? I, uh, I can tell you in a sec. Just film for me, Dave. Say some music. Well, the, th- the thing I was going to yeah, say... Yeah, it's all right. That... 10,758. Good film, mate. I enjoyed it. Can Quick. I can, I still want to say my thing? No, you can't. Uh, <laughs> Maria, we have to quickly have a chat about something. I came up with a brilliant idea. I've walked into work on um, uh, Monday. Yeah, do you want me uh, to on Tuesday, you, no, on, on, on Tuesday morning. Um, <laughs> and all the guys know that I am a huge fan of a certain number seven for Canberra. And I've walked in, and they've all looked at me, and <laughs> just this, this smile on about five blokes' faces. And they've gone, Buzz, guess what? And I said... What? Because I start at 10, everyone else starts at about 9 or 8 o'clock. And they said, guess who's got picked for country? And I've, go- and I've gone, I've gone, because so I knew at that stage I knew Baderis wasn't playing. And I've gone, oh, Michael Ennis. And they've gone, no. And I've gone, yes! And then they've said, oh, another one. And I said, oh, Josh McCrory. And they've gone, yes. And they're laughing. And then I had a brainwave. Now, this is before Terry Campese's knee injury. So think of it without Terry Campese being out for the okay, season. Okay, yeah, yeah. If Josh McCrone had made the country bench, and I still don't think there's a there's a chance he actually won't play because Daly did say he wanted all four forwards in the squad, all five forwards in the squad uh, on Sunday night. If Josh McCrone comes off the bench for country, plays kind of well at dummy half, fills a gap, Ooh. dummies, good defence and whatever stuff, and actually shows that he can play off the bench, then Canberra they could say, move him to number 14, start Sam Williams, put Terry Campisi in the six, all my fears are over. And then the next day, Terry Campisi gets his knee reconstructed. So for 24 hours, Maria, what did you think of that idea? Um, Wishful thinking. Going to go ahead and say no. Would say, <laughs> so you would still maintain that, that McCrone's a better option at seven than um, Williams? Oh, what else do you have? Sam Williams. You're on... You're on yeah, but, but now what? Jack, Jack White. Now, now it's Sam Williams and, and Josh McCrone doing what they did last year. The big question for Canberra is going to be... Do they go down the conservative route, which Fern did last year without Campisi and tried not to lose, and we won five games? Or is he going to throw the ball around, do what we did at the back end of 2010? You know how you have this whole gig where you interview people, was it? I agree. Next time you get a chance to interview Canberra, can you like mention some of this to to Ferner or what? Are you gonna Are you gonna say so, to that, us... that wouldn't That wouldn't be um, professional. No, oh. not professional. You got to give him some hints and tips. You got to tell him. But Call I'll... it like it is, mate. <laughs> 
There's only so much you can do to abuse the uh, privilege that, oh, we, okay. that we have in this You reckon position. that it'd be abusing your, your position of well, power? Well, um, I will insert something into the podcast right about here. Hey, Jason, here's an idea. Pick Sam Williams to halfback. And, uh, yes, as you would have heard in the podcast, my nephew had some thoughts on the issue. Yes. Uh, anyway, Maria, I think we're almost <laughs> done with you. Uh, thank you for, for taking the time out to have a chat with us here on Not The Footy Show and uh, delaying your, your big night uh, till next week. Um, yeah, you'll be watching all three games in the weekend or just the two uh, main NRL fixtures? Um, I will be watching them on delay. I'm taking the opportunity to do some fun stuff at night. Yeah, not in a gross way, just... <laughs> we, didn't make a, we did not make a sound. DC was too busy reading the run sheet about what's coming up next to even to even get your um, innuendo. So um, I wasn't listening. I do, do apologise, Maria. <laughs> uh, anyway, Maria, thanks for being on the show. Um now, next week, we will be probably on Tuesday night, simply because... Oh, Tuesday or Monday night, depending on whether team, people want to have the teams to pick with. It's not really going to be that much of a case of you have to pick... You don't have to pick the two games that are being played on Anzac Day, which is Wednesday. Um, we have a, a shortened show. So, Maria may or may not be with us, uh, but she definitely is the queen of rugby league. We love having her on the show, and I think the, the ratings will bump up again this week with her on the show, won't they, Dave? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Did you advertise it as such? I did. I, I actually... I actually was pretty impressed with my inclusion? tweet earlier tonight. I said she declared herself eligible for not the footy show oh, this evening. Very nice. After, very nice. after being ruled out by the International Rugby League Council uh, um, during the week. Um, I think the French embassy uh, had something to do with it, didn't they? <laughs> Thank you very much. Maria Cialis. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> she got it. Um, <laughs> but she, she snuffled her answer, though. She didn't really want to take the bait. She's fine. All right. Thanks very much, Maria. Um, appreciate having you on, and we'll speak to you next time on Not the Footy Show. Thanks, guys. See you later. Well, the best hooker's been selected in the Cup Rugby League's eyes, and we expect Danny to play. Yeah, well, obviously, um, Denny's the best person uh, available uh, for country, and um, we've selected it on that premise that the best players are selected. Have you spoken with No, I haven't. Do you think you'll fight? Oh, that's up to, to Denny. Um, I don't know how he's, how he's travelling. I don't know how he's feeling. Um, but he's been selected and we'll go from there. Well, he said it's 24 hours. I think he's got about an hour before I can tell you. How late in the week would you? Oh, well, I don't know. You know whether he's carrying an injury, whether he's going to be there, whether what, what's going to happen. But, He's been named. Um, I'm sure that um, uh, he he is a uh, player that's represented the country a number of times and always given his best. Um, and he's been selected, so we'll just sort of see how he's there. Laurie, did you understand where the lane was coming from? What you saying? Uh, I can. I can. Um, but um, it's one of those things that uh, you have to look at the bigger picture. I think sometimes, um, you know, sometimes coaches are making the best decisions in the best interest of the, their clubs. Um, obviously, uh, Wayne has had, or well, assuming he may have had dialogue with um, with Denny. Um, but again, you know, our job is to pick the best possible players for country, and whatever happens, happens after that. Sorry, no, uh, I spoke to Ricky about a number of players and the positions they were going to be chosen uh, in and 
um, he's very comfortable with that lineup and, and uh, expects them to, to play well. Fair bit to talk about Jared enjoying the move to 5'8 and not being burdened with that halfback. How do you see that sort of playing out there with halfback? Oh, I don't think there'll be a, too big a difference, to be honest with you. Um, the days of playing, you know, an older style game in terms of the halfback playing on the ball has changed a lot. Um, teams now tend to play their halves left and right. Um, and Jared plays on the left and Todd plays on the right. So if you're working from midfield, they'll just receive the same amount of ball and um, you know they'll float in between a, a first and second receiver role. So in terms of being a halfback or a second receiver, um, I don't think it will matter that there's a few notable missions. James Sauer played all three games yep. last year. The beginners played. Uh, Mick played Origin, then Country yeah. last year. Oh, no, he missed out on Country last year. Um, Kate Stone. Yeah. Just talk us through those. Yeah. Uh, the simple answer to that is that the other players um, have been playing better in the eyes of the selection panel and, and with Ricky. Yeah. Uh, yes. We'd like to see players obviously play um, the previous weekend, and I don't think it'd be fair to pick players that hadn't played. Um, you know, I think that Brett's a wonderful player, uh, but given he hasn't played the last two games, I think it'd be unfair on, on both parties. Did you speak for those players, Laurie, like James and Katie? No, I haven't, mate, no. Sorry? Um, I, I haven't thought about it, um, but I probably will think about it over the next 24 hours. And um, Yeah, I may well do, but again, um, you know, at present, no, I don't intend to, to ring them. Should Danny Dearest not play moves or sort of go to lay off of the leadership side of things? What are your thoughts there? If, if Danny doesn't play. Oh, if Danny doesn't play, uh, not even thinking about that at this stage. Is the Baderis used to the combination something that would be sort of pushing if Kirk Lee, for example, isn't healthy for Um I think with Ryan, he has certainly proven himself over the last 12 months to be a, a player of um, representative standard. You know, last year he was brought into the squad, I think, two days before this game and received the man of the match yeah, award. And I think yeah. everyone sat up and took notice. And there was even some speculation that he may have been chosen for Australia. So it just shows you this game, uh, how it helped his career. Because if he didn't play last year, I doubt whether they'd be talking about him as a, a possible Australian um, selection. So... Um, but Ricky's certainly keen on, on seeing him play. He wants him to be um, a part of this team. And, and going forward for New South Wales, I think he'd be uh, a very important component of that of that football team. What's coming down with the, the extra guy on the bench? Uh, yeah, um, well, at the moment, I, I'm sort of undecided, I suppose you'd say, with, with the fours. Um, we always take an 18th man. Um, so I didn't want to be locked in in terms of... Um, having that forward rotation settled. I just wanted a little bit more time. Uh, and Chris, last year in the camp, um, was a fantastic leader um, and a very good member to have around the squad. Um, and I wanted to, to fit him in and get him into this team 
Um, so I just want to see how that sort of evolves over the coming days. Coming days. That Todd Carney, yeah. Um, Todd's been playing good football. I still think there's a lot of improvement left in him. Um, I didn't see his game today, so I can't comment on that. But um, the Sharks have now won five in a row and um, been doing that off the back of a, a good forward pack and Toddy's kicking game. So hopefully he'll be able to um, to play um, better than what he's been doing at club land because um, we'll meet him too. Lorry Turk since you picked him, was that like another indication that the two country is a selection audition for Origin? Because he's only played two games and gave his chance, I guess it's a chance to really name up in lights for New South Wales. Yeah, well I know that Ricky's um, earmarking um, 12 months ago yeah. and being a, an Origin type player and obviously to step up, uh, we'll see how he goes. Uh, he's an exciting talent and for for us it's about giving those guys an opportunity and a platform to, to work off and, um, I would love to see Tarek play State of Origin, as I would like to see um, guys like Ryan Hinchcliffe, who are on the you know, precipice of, of, yeah. of, of playing that, that one of the, the greatest games in the in world history. So, you know, Origin's a, a great beast, and all these players have grown up watching it on on TV, and and they want to be a part of it. So it'd be nothing more pleasing for me to see these young blokes given that opportunity, play well in this game, and, and go on and, and represent New South Wales. There she was, Maria Cialis. There she was. There she was. We have some things to do, mate. We've got a video to film in just a few minutes um, with a, a cracking kit, a cracking skit yes, <laughs> to do. Yes, a cracking skit. Um, involving uh, Anzac biscuits. Um, what they, they can't hear the... <laughs> I have no idea what that means, so I, I can't... We're, we're going to do our tips on, on the... Uh... No, we don't have tips. We we said, we're going to do that on we the video. We do that before. We're going to do that on the video, aren't we? Before we gave all the tips, everyone's going fried rice and whatever with Maddie. So are we going to talk about that other thing that you showed me on the on, on the computer screen? Okay. What I wanted to do first was update the NRL Tweet Player of the Year awards. Just enjoying our Anzac biscuits, sorry, everyone. Um, Paul Gallon still out in front on 34 points after seven rounds. Billy Slater is on 29, and Jared Mullins on 25, running at the top three. What's the next next run? DC Cooper Cronk is on 24. Jonathan Thurston is on 23. Daly Cherry Evans is on 22, and Cameron Smith is on 18. So we've got Sean Johnson, Todd Carney next on 17, Ben Hannett 16, Greg Lewis 15, Burgess Marshall 14. Are we going to keep going down there? Are we going to That's really? the whole idea. Really? We're going to go down that many? Where did you get to? I wasn't even listening. <laughs> Benji Marshall got 14, details, Ben Barber's got 13, Sean Kenny Dow and Corey Norman have got 13. Then on 12 is Peter Wallace, Brett Morris, Matthew Bowen and Ben Matt. Italiano. <laughs> He's not Italian. No, I know, but it's... <laughs> um, that's the... Uh, you can follow that on the hashtag NRL tweet, P-O-T-Y, Player of the Year. DC. Yeah, so now I get it. It's now, now getting you. Um, and there'll be, there'll be some votes for the rep round coming up. Uh, look, we had to look at one last thing here on The Footy Show before we leave you for another week. Uh, hopefully you enjoy your um, rep footy coming up, uh, DC. I'm trying to remember what it was. Yes, it was the TV. Yeah. We talked about the, ha- the fact that um, the games have been delayed, etc., on on Friday night and on Sunday. But today they released the seventeenth round of schedule. Right. So we've now we're in round what? We're in round eight coming up. Yeah, we're coming up to round eight. So we know round 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and seventeen. This goes all through the representative season. And if I was to say over under Brisbane twelve and a half Friday night football games this season by round seventeen, what, what would you say, DC? 
I'd say I have no idea what that meant. But anyway, over. Over. You are correct. They've, they've been on 13 Friday Night Football games on Channel 9 this season. One Saturday No, no, no they will be. They will be. By the end of round 17. Round 17. Sorry, round 17. They'll uh, have 13. They'll have one game Friday on Foxtel on, at 5.30 on Saturday and two games on Channel 9 at 3 p.m. So what we've established today is if you are a Brisbane Broncos fan, throw out your Foxtel subscription. You don't need it anymore. Because you can just watch Channel 9 and watch your Broncos. And yeah, that's it. And that's all you need. You, you might miss out on one game here or there. And it's just unbelievable. And, got, and, and, uh, and, on, and on that night, you can go around to your mate's place or go down the right. pub. It is, it's a stunning statistic. Um, I think it's even worse than it was last season. Uh, and last season, they were on a lot in Lockyer's last year. Uh, the next closest team, St. George, have eight St. George. Friday night games. Uh, and then we go to Sunday and Sunday football, Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle, Tigers, Roosters, Souths, Panthers... Uh, they've had at least four games on a Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. Now, if we have a look at the teams that get dud time slots, uh, Monday Night Football, who's at the most, Cronulla and Penrith, have had four, will have four Monday Night Football games at that point. Uh, let's have a look what, at what, what do we think is the is the? I think the Saturday, five, Saturday 5.30 is your worst time slot. What, well, what's the best? The best is it's Sunday sure. 2 p.m., I think, you reckon? in terms of attracting a crowd. Sunday 3 no, p.m. No, no, but, but for, for TV. TV. But, but TV-wise... Friday night. Friday night. To look after. And this is what I'm saying. And both Penrith and Cronulla will only get one Friday night game. Interestingly enough, the Roosters, no Friday night None. football at all, up to around Warriors, end of round 17. Warriors is fair enough. Um, as we said, they would have played five Sunday games. Uh, so Penrith have one Friday night game. Cronulla have one Friday night game. Canberra have two by that stage. Um, and the Warriors have one Friday night game, which is just utterly it's, ridiculous. Look, I've always defended TV doing what they're doing, but when you look at this, these particular statistics, it does look... It's too much. Right. It's too much. You can't have the the Broncos play thirteen of seventeen Friday night games. And I'm sick. I, I understand. Sick I understand the TV. Maddie said that. A yeah, few that's weeks true. Ago. They get sick of watching your team. I mean, he goes to the game, so that doesn't have a big deal. But you just, I mean, there's yeah, only so much you point. can watch of the same team. I mean, even growing up, I mean, I got to see Raiders play a lot, but not every single round. You want, yeah, you want you want a good mix, and it just doesn't look like it's happening. Um, and Parramatta have got six Maybe, Saturday afternoon Now, Saturday is this, games. do we know, is this is this the same every year, or is it this year in particular this they're is doing the, this? No, no, last year Brisbane had a lot of games like that. I understand, but what, was it this bad? Because I know yeah, I mean, I think, the, whole, the whole thing I'm trying to point out is that the NRL is trying to get really high TV ratings so that they can get a good TV deal. Well, I'm so, surprised. So, so if, it, if it's this year in particular that they're doing it, and then it'll change well, is, when they get is, the next this TV This is the deal. thing that's ridiculous, mate, is that the Warriors, by the end of round 17, will be on free-to-air once. Last year's grand finalists. Now, we keep hearing from David Gallup that the only way you get on free-to-air TV is if you win. Last year's grand Surely. finalists are in one game on Friday night. <laughs> but they're in a different country. Rounds. They're in a different country. Poppycock. Well, but surely they're getting free-to-air over there in New Zealand. Yeah, but what about the like, fans over here? They want to watch their team. What about the sponsors that want to be on Australian TV? True. Now these are things that that, 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 that just fly in the face of this argument that you know if you win you are on TV. It's an absolute hogswallish. Well, what? What's that word? Hogswallop. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not it. Hogswallop. Oh, anyway, uh, we're dribbling. Codswallop. 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 We're dribbling here on the footy show. We just thought we'd uh, point that out. I think that was from League Unlimited. That statistic. Not the footy show. Reggie, sure. is that the most controlled you guys have played this year? I'm trying too much. Uh, yeah, well, we didn't really have a choice uh, with Robbie going off there. Um, you know, I had to sort of go into first receiver and shuffle Tommy into hooker. So it was we had everyone all over the place today. But um, yeah, the most important thing is we got the two points, and that's all we needed. Yeah, Benji, what did you make of the impact uh, Ray Cashby made today, mate? Honestly, he was uh, he was one of our best today. Yeah. Um, 
just carries the ball forward, no nonsense, nothing fancy, just runs hard, tackles hard. You know, and we all got a shock during the week at training because, um, you know, training you try not to get hurt so much, but he was trying to hurt everybody, so he took the training into the game and uh, made, he'll be there next week. Did he call that game? No, I called it. He ran it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we're done for Not The Footy Show 102. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our uh, prognostication on... Uh, it went quite quickly tonight. It still went an hour. I know, um, it just seemed to go quickly. Maybe because we didn't talk we, to we, we did two guests. We had two guests, so I think we spoke a little bit longer to the guests and the conversation flowed. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. You completely ignored Maria about three or four times. I mean, the fun... Three or four times? Yeah. No way. <laughs> I'm joking, buddy. What did she say? <laughs> you can listen to the podcast oh. like you do every week. Now I'm, now I'm all like, what, I'm a bit worried now. Yes, you are. Uh, we've, I've been Wart Nicholson. I've been DC Chapman. We thank you for sticking with us here on Not The Footy Show. Our numbers are going really well at the moment, so thank you for that. Look, we say it every week, but DC, I'm going to let you say it this week. How should people spread the word about on the footy show? Tell everyone to go to wdnicholson.com. <laughs> or go, de- go, go, go to tweet. Go to N- at NRL. Tweet. Um, at NRL tweet. Yep. Uh, at, oh, and you can get the links to the podcast. Do, Look, if you just want to retweet when we post the podcast, whatever it is, I don't care. But just you know, if you all listen to us every week, and our numbers have been really, really solid this year in terms of every week. Drop us a line. Say something. We've got a couple of things we're going to get to next week, some uh, messages we've got some people. So thank you for listening to us. Do you know but, what? Give give it to your friend as a as a as a gift. Yeah. Send them a podcast. Send them a podcast <laughs> as a gift. F- Just... f- find Jimmy Dollar Signs. Can you do that Jimmy on, Pop on, on Facebook? Can you? you can can do, you... Yeah, you can do it on Facebook. You can share our our stuff. Is that what they call it when they poke people and stuff like oh, that? Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea about all that. Stop poking me now. Um, <laughs> but we just want you to hopefully get behind us, people, because um, our access to players and stuff is, is better than it's ever been. And uh, I think the quality of our show has gone up, apart from when you and I start dribbling. Yeah, this as is the show, true. And the show winds up. Thanks for, for joining us. Uh, thanks for sticking with us uh, through these last three years. And um, and plus, I need a Foxtel sponsor. So. You still need a Foxtel so, sponsorship. So <laughs> Please, oh. get the ratings. I still, I still haven't send, send some emails to Foxtel. Like and if you want to be on our, uh, our feedback segment, just the feedback files or whatever, just send me a, a line at Twitter or on the Facebook page. Thanks very much for being with us. Remember, comment on our iTunes and uh, see if you agree with, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Crackcorn, whatever his name is, I don't know. Well, uh, where are you going with that? What's his name? Who? It's Jimmy Pop, Jimmy Pop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Pop Tart. I've forgotten about um, him Thanks for listening to your show, mate. We appreciate the fact that you uh, took the effort. Uh, May Dunn coming back next week. So are Maria, probably. DC? Not next week, but the week yeah, after. Week after, that's what we're after. Ha <laughs> 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 That almost made sense. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, I've been Warwick, DC. I've been DC. <laughs> and until then? Look mate. out for our video on uh, the Anzac uh, test eligibility issue. It's and, a cracker. And? Yes. Enjoy your legally glovers. I better press stop now, didn't I? <laughs>